Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you love running or eating, you'll love this show. Now, here's your host, Monica Olivas. Hi, this is Monica. Welcome back to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. Today, I am talking about how to give someone constructive criticism without being a total jerk, or as I usually like to call it, how to speak the truth in love. It is a very hot topic in my life right now. I want to reference some blog comment that I got. And also, I, for whatever reason, need a lot of constructive criticism from the people in my life. Hmm. And they are super awesome about it. So I want to talk about that. But first, let's warm up. For today's warm up, I am going to answer a voicemail call that I got this week. I am very excited that you guys can call in, leave a message, ask me a question, and I can answer it here in front of the entire group. If you have a question for me, you can call this number. I'm going to put it in the show notes as well on runitrepeat.com. The number is 562-888-1644. And again, I will put that in the show notes. If you have any question about running or eating or repeating or Vegas, or I don't even know, go ahead, leave me a voicemail and we'll talk about it. Also, if you're open to it, leave your name and kind of where you're from, because I love that. I think it's super fun to hear where you guys are listening from. So please let me know. And now let us listen to the question so I can give my random thoughts. Hi, Monica. This is Hillary calling from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I'm so excited that you have this hotline. This is really, really cool. Um, I have a question that I'm not sure you can relate to, but I'm sure you probably have some good advice or motivation on. So I haven't ran since January 2017. So it's been almost nine full months of coming off running. I decided to stop running for a little bit and take a break because I was really bored. I felt like I was blogging just a ton of junk miles. You know, I wasn't too excited about racing, um, but I'm kind of getting the itch again. Um, you know, summer is coming to an end in Baltimore, and the weather is going to start getting a lot cooler, and kind of getting the itch to come outside and run. But I'm not, I'm not that motivated, I guess, to get off my butt. So I was wondering if you had any ideas to kind of get out of either a running rut or a running hiatus, how to get yourself back in, um, ways to avoid injury, um, some fun things you've heard of others doing or that you've done in your past. Um, hope to hear from you, and thanks for taking the question. Thanks, Monica. Love your blog. Love your podcast. Bye. Hi, Hillary. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for listening. And, yeah, I feel you on this because I haven't taken a – kind of hiatus by choice, but I was sidelined for about six, seven weeks with an injury a while back years ago. But it just like, I know it's hard. And I hear from people all the time who take off time for whatever reason, if it's just life stuff or injury, or, you know, it just isn't working out or you're burnt out all of the above. It is hard to get back to it. And I would say it is even harder to get back to running after time off than starting from scratch because, and as much as we always say, do not compare, 
on some level, as a runner, you're allowed to compare yourself to yourself, right? It's like the only competition is you. It's the person in the mirror. There's all these even motivational phrases that encourage us to kind of keep improving. And when you are coming from not running for an extensive period of time to running, you still remember around how much you could run, what your pace is, you know, how it felt a race that you did and really rocked. And it can be super discouraging to kind of know, oh my gosh, I, I can't even, you know, do half of that distance right now, or it's taking me 12 minutes to run a mile. And I used to be able to do it in nine. It is very hard to do. What I would suggest um, to kind of help get you motivated is a, we all need to acknowledge, and you said it, you kind of led with this, that when the weather is ideal, you should run. Like I just, I am all for sometimes some people in other places besides Southern California and everyone can hate me for living in SoCal because I would too. You do have to work with the weather and being able to kind of enjoy it. Like you're saying the weather's getting nicer. I would get out and just, you know, decide that you are going to go outside to run. And if that is a run walk or straight up running or just a walk, enjoy the weather soak it up. And I would also suggest maybe starting with something different from what you were doing before. So when you were running in the past, if you were a big like 10K girl that you were just like all about 10Ks or there was like one race. And I feel like a lot of us have this like one race, right? Where we're just like, oh, this is my favorite race. I say, don't start there. Start with something that is kind of new and different. So you can't as easily compare yourself to your past running self. So pick a new distance, maybe have a friend, try to tuck them into doing some sort of fun run with you. Um, Take it to a different place in terms of doing like, you know, a obstacle course run or something else that just is a different take on running. And we all have a lot of different options. So I would say look for maybe even do trail running or something, you know, that just takes you out of that runner that you used to be automatically. And also it's very motivating because it's something new and you know that you like running because you obviously want to get back into it, but you want to kind of like, oh, just wake up that love again. Right. And in relationships, you have to do that with effort, with spending time together, with getting dressed cute in your running gear and going out to eat after you run. <laughs> I don't know where this is going, this little analogy, but um, it doesn't always happen automatically. So I would say definitely make a choice to start. Start now. Start right here. Um, You're not always going to be super motivated, but once you get back into that groove, that runner's high, I, I think it sounds like you kind of want to get back there, which is a great start. Um. Yeah, I would take a new approach to it. I would definitely consider either signing up for a race. I think signing up for a race is a good idea if you are 100% not injured um, and it be something that you don't really have expectations for. That's why I said maybe do it with a friend or do something completely different. Like going from road running to trail running, oh, that will, you can't even compare it. It's two different sports. Um, thing, something like that, I would say, and I don't know what you exactly have going on out there. Also going to spectate a race or going to, um, work 
like either, you know, cheering or doing the aid station. I think that is so motivating. I just see someone running down the street as I'm like driving to the store doing errands. And I've like even ran that day. And I'm like, hey, runner. Like I think in my head, I try not to be that much of a weirdo in real life. I try. I don't know. Um, But I'm like, oh, like I like running too. I, I really am a weirdo. Anyways, um, I would say something like that. Like it's it's motivating to me when I see other people running because I know, hey, I like that too. So that might be helpful as well. If anyone has anything to add, definitely leave it in the comments of the show notes so we can help Hillary out. But Hillary, keep me posted. Let me know. If you really can't find the motivation, I will go out there because I feel like I should do the Baltimore Marathon that I think is probably in October. So it might be too late. We'll figure it out. But good luck and happy running. Now let's get to the main event. Today, I want to talk about how to speak the truth in love. And this can be a couple of different things. It could be giving someone constructive criticism, approaching someone on a very hard topic. It's also important to remember that if someone is coming to you with kind of calling you out on something, that you don't immediately dismiss them because it works both ways and you do have to be open as well. Um, It's very timely to me because I got a comment on the blog this week that was kind of calling me out on something. And they, I think, thought that I was just going to be dismissive of it. And it's really important to me to not be an asshole. Um, And the fact that they were kind of like, oh, you're just going to dismiss this. I was like, I'm not an asshole. Like, I just want, I wanted to be like, if someone is coming to me in a constructive way, and, you know, I feel like they have good intentions, I'll I'll consider it for sure. And I think that's really important. It goes both ways. So it's important to know how to speak the truth in love. And it's also really important to be open when someone is calling you out on something and don't immediately dismiss it, you know? And maybe if you're caught off guard, you can say, okay, like that is noted. And I think I have actually told people that if you feel like you're backed into a corner, it's not the best time. I would just be like, okay, we should talk about this later and give yourself some time to kind of think it over. I feel like I don't want to say too much because it's there's two sides to every story. And that's part of the reason why I have tried to show a lot of discretion. But in my last relationship, he said that he couldn't tell me what was bugging him or what was kind of like bothering him. He was unhappy about a lot of things and never communicated it to me. And so both parties are kind of responsible for that because on one hand, it's like, okay, you're not happy. But if you're not telling me that you're not happy, I'm not doing anything about it. And it can lead to major, major walls in a relationship. And it can lead to just like unhappiness, bitterness, resentment, like a lot of stuff. So if these are people, and we are talking about speak the truth in love assumes that it is someone you love. And these aren't just strangers on the street, someone at work that really gets on your nerves. Ideally, these are hard conversations and they don't have to be about very dramatic topics, but it could just be something like, hey, this really hurts my feelings. And that's sometimes hard to say. And it's important that you learn how to say it because a person that loves you back doesn't want to hurt your feelings. So this goes both ways and it is very important. 
First, I will tell you the comment that I got. She said, okay, real talk here, because apparently nobody in your life will say this to you. You do not look well. You look emaciated and unhealthy. I've been an avid reader for years and have watched you diet down and get smaller and smaller to where you simply look unhealthy. It may not be my business, and you may just call me a hater and a troll, but I work in nutrition for a living, and your current state worries me. So I feel like that seemed like she was concerned. You know, like working in nutrition, your current state worries me. It wasn't just, hey, you're making yourself throw up after every meal, like, or just something even nastier than that. That's as good as I could come up with. Um, You know, like some, I can't even think about it. There has been some mean shit. I I have to whisper when I cuss because SR gets mad at me. She's going to delete me. Delete the podcast. Don't. Don't do it, SR. I'm going to try to keep it together. Okay. This is not on the scale of comments in the world. This is not a mean one. I would be open to, you know, listening to this. And that's why I even am talking about this because as soon as she said, like, you're just going to, you might just call me a hater or a troll. And it was like, no, like if you're coming from what I feel like is a good place. Um, and I don't necessarily think she is speaking the truth in love. Like, I don't think, you know, it's this hard topic of when you don't really know someone in real life. I don't know how they actually feel about me, but it does seem like she's concerned. So I'm willing to take this under consideration. And there are a lot of other things that I don't know. Maybe I am just a flawed human being on some extra level more than the average person, because I do require, for whatever reason, not require like I'm asking for it, but I get a lot of constructive criticism from the important people in my life. And I need to be open to that because I don't want to be a jerk when someone is trying to help me. And I'm still an adult. I can still make my own decisions, but I do pride myself on accepting when someone is saying, what about this? Like, is this what you're doing? Or just kind of calling you out. And this is, I mean, this goes for so many different relationships. It goes for friendships. You know, if your friend is in a bad relationship or she keeps, you know, doing something that you're just like, I know this is hard to walk away from or hard to break this pattern, but like, you don't want to it's just, it's really hard. And you want to just like love and support the people around you. But you have to remember that if you're, if you love someone and you have the best intentions for them, you want them to be happy and healthy long-term, not just today. So you can't always nod and smile when you realize that someone is doing something that isn't good for them. So I broke down with a couple of points, what I think Speaking the truth in love means, and I really try to work on this. And I know that when someone is coming to me and it feels like they are, you know, coming from a good place and giving me constructive criticism and not just criticism, then I am a lot more likely to be open to it. So the first thing I would suggest if you are trying to speak the truth in love to someone is timing. Just like real estate, it's like location, location, location. I think for hard topics, um, hard conversations, timing is very important. Make sure that, 
their blood sugar is in a good place. I know that I, when I have a favor to ask someone, I will ask them when I know they've like eaten lunch or something, you know, like you want to make sure that whoever you were talking to is well fed and in a good place, at least with that, because I don't even know. Maybe this is going to be about running. I was like, this is, this today we're not even talking about running or eating. Apparently, I always take it there. Um, but I would say try to approach it at a time when the person is able to give you their undivided attention and you're able to give them the attention as well and in person so that they can see that you are not like distracted on your phone, just kind of saying these things in passing. They might not give it as much value. Um, make sure that you have enough time so that after you communicate what you're trying to say, they have an opportunity, you know, to kind of speak as well. You don't want to make it feel rushed. Um, and you just want to make sure that you're, this is ideally, and we are talking about harder conversations. They're not just like, well, you always say Chipotle and you know that I want to go to this other place. Like it's not the bubblegum and Britney Spears stuff. It's the hard conversations and you do owe it some time and attention. So make sure that there's that. And I would say as well, give them a heads up, make sure that they know you want to talk about something serious because feeling like you are being caught off guard can make someone feel defensive. So Luckily, I'm always ready for criticism. <laughs> so it doesn't, you know, you have to give me a heads up. I, I'm like, okay, it's a-okay because that's how often it's coming at me. Not really, not really. It just lately, it seems like um, the last couple of months I have been trying to improve myself. And really, when I'm talking it out with people who love me, they are saying, yes, that is a problem. You need to work on that. Stuff like that. That's what I mean. It's just like, it, it keeps happening. Normally. Give them a heads up. Um, let them know you kind of want to talk about something serious. You know, don't make them worried, but just be like, can we talk about something? You know, like, I just want to make sure. And then you guys can both agree on when to talk about it when you're both in a good place. I would say as well, remember that you want to be loving. This is someone that you care about and that you are trying to help on some level. So come from that place. Make sure that. This is not kind of like a bitch you out session. This is, hey, I'm concerned about this and I would like to talk about it. Just try to be a friend, you know, someone that cares about them. Another important thing to remember is that don't judge. This is not about judging. This isn't about criticizing. This isn't about comparison. This isn't, I would never do that and you keep doing it. Or, you know, I said it that one time and it happened again. And why do you like, no, this is not a fight. This is not a debate. This is supposed to be the truth, right? And on some level, outside parties would even agree that something is the truth. You know, if you're like, well, yeah, you used to just go out once a week and like now you're drinking five nights a week and you're hungover every day. Something like that, like it's not necessarily disputable. Um, and your feelings are valid too, and they're your feelings. So it's it's complicated when it has to do with dynamics in a relationship. But 
just remember that this isn't I your just random opinion on something. This is supposed to be a situation where you feel like you need to come to this person and voice concerns. And you want to do that in a way that is honest and just non-judgmental, not critical. This isn't about keeping score. It's not about you versus them or, you know, your other friends, your last relationship, anything. Like this is just about them, really. Like you're on some level trying to help them kind of work on something that you think might be a concern. And you should also be open-minded that maybe this isn't that big of a problem. Like you talk it out with someone and you're like, okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like I thought you were spending a ton of money and I was a little concerned you couldn't pay your bills. But if you're saying you got to raise at work, but we're discreet about it, maybe that isn't an issue. You know, like if you come in from a judgmental or critical place, um, you might not have an open conversation about something like that. And they might just shut you down. So you have to be open as well that potentially they have some sort of justification or in their head, this is what's going on. We're all supposed to be friends here. So this should be a conversation. And again, my next point, I already jumped to it. It's This is about truth. So I would say to stick to the facts as much as possible um, and just try to, you know, work on what you're going to say. Think about what you're going to say and think about how they might react. If you know this person, you might know how they normally react when you try to give them feedback on something. And not everyone is super open to be like, hey, why don't you tell me what's wrong with me? Like, yeah, this is this is a fun time. Why don't you call me out on a habit that I really have a hard time breaking and now you're going to judge me on it? Like, it is very easy for the conversation to go to a bad place if you don't kind of think about all these things beforehand and think about how does this person normally take conversations like this? How are they going to take criticism? How would you want to hear it? If someone was calling you out on something, that you knew was not cool of you to do, how would you react? You know, you're like, yes, did you text your ex again on Friday? And you're just like, yes, I did. And I think that that is justifiable behavior because of X, Y, Z. And I have three points. Like, no, most of the time we're just like, yeah, yeah, jerk. What do you want? What do you want to do about it? Like, it's just, it's hard to accept criticism. And a lot of times these are things that are sensitive subjects. So just remember, how would you want someone to say it to you? Or how does this person normally communicate or react? And remember to lead with love, you know, make them feel like this is coming from a loving place. I'm seeing this because I care. If you think I'm way off, I'm open to that. Tell me why you think that. Like, I just, I need to say this, you know, this is like really bugging me or I think it's important to say. And if I'm way off, let me know. But I wouldn't be a good friend or boyfriend or girlfriend or parent or sister or brother, you know, like I wouldn't be a good relationship in your life if I saw this happening and I just 
pretended like it wasn't, you know, because it's the easy thing to kind of look the other way or just think like, oh, they'll, they'll get over it. Like they've just been partying a lot. They're super stressed about work and kind of just let them keep doing their thing and think like, they'll like, this will stop. This is a temporary thing versus just kind of saying, and as much as it sucks, you know, to have someone call you out on behavior that's bad or encourage you to kind of change certain things about your life that probably are unhealthy or self-destructive or something. It's nice to know that someone cares enough to have that conversation with you, right? Because a lot of the times it is just like your mom, maybe like one person that is willing to be like, hey, because they know you can't get rid of them. That's the awesome thing about parents. Can't ditch them. So you've got to, you know, they're more likely to do that. But if it is coming from another type of relationship, it is, it, it's nice to know like someone cares about you this much that they're just like, Hey, like, I kind of feel like this is happening. Am I way off? Or is there something wrong? Or do you want to talk about something? Um, I think this, like this comment with her saying like the, the blog comment that I got, you know, she, she said like, you don't look well. And that is something that would kind of stick with someone potentially it stuck with me like I was like this is how you know she feels about it and the fact that she's working in nutrition I think it was coming from a good place this person has read my blog for a long time thinks I don't look well and stopped their day to say something and that makes me feel good on some level that someone felt like okay like I've been watching this kind of been ignoring it and like I'm going to say something. And I appreciate that. If you see something, say something. Isn't that like at the airport? Anyways. um, Yeah. Those are most of my points. I just want to say that it. these are things that can happen in all different aspects of life. Obviously, with me, it's like all over the place. I have had to have conversations like this with people in my life. Um, That's not easy. It's not easy either way. And I just really try to pride myself on at least being open. I, it doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to change who I am or what I do or what I believe, but I am at least going to be comfortable enough with myself that if someone comes to me in a respectful way and says, I don't think this is like a good thing, or, you know, I think this is super unhealthy or self-destructive or, you know, anything I hope that I am a a good enough person, like a open-minded enough person that is comfortable in my own skin to say, okay, like I, I will take that under advisement and then think about it and scene. So yeah, I, I don't know. I hope that's helpful on some level. I hope it spoke to someone because it really just is something that's happening a lot in my life right now. And it's, never easy. It doesn't get easy for me to have hard conversations with other people. Um, I think I'm actually better at taking the criticism than I am at, you know, kind of giving it to someone else because it's hard. You don't want someone to be mad at you. You don't want to start a fight. You don't want to, you know, push your best friend away or whoever you need to talk to, but it is very important. So good luck with that. And seen again. That was the encore. I don't know. 
Now, though, we've been so serious. Let's do the awards. Today's awards, well, at least first place, keeps with the theme of today's podcast. And first place is a tie, three-way tie. I don't even know because I only name. I just want to think. First place goes to SR, Katie, Janae, Cindy, everyone, like my one friend plus the other girls that I, whoever is my one friend plus everyone else at the time. Um, everyone in my life for being very awesome when it seems like I'm stuck on this little treadmill. Oh, back to running of, um, I don't want to say like self-destruction, but it has been hard dealing with my last relationship and kind of moving on and making sure that I am doing things in a adult wise way. Um, when I don't completely have control over the situation, it's just been tough. And I feel like these people are superior human beings and I am very grateful for them for being my friend because I am very loud and I use my hands a lot when I talk. So I knock over their drinks and scare children and I appreciate their friendship. So first place to anyone who puts up with my crap. Second place, I feel like I have already said this in the award ceremony, which I haven't even been doing awards that long, but second place goes to my inversion table for picking me up and flipping me over. I have been using the inversion table a few times a week now. Sometimes I'll go through phases where I'll use it like every day and sometimes I'll use it just like a few times a week. But at this point, I just leave it up. Like I used to fold it and kind of try to tuck it away because I live in a small place, but I keep it up because it feels so good. And it is ridiculous that I have one because again, my place is small, but I can tell when I'm on it and I'm paying attention and I like take a deep breath um, that my lower back on the right side is tighter than the left. I can feel that because of how I'm hanging. And I think that is crazy. And it feels so good. Second place, a version table. Good job. And third place goes to Ikea for serving food. Because when I went to Ikea this week, I was starving. And they also have chocolate bars, which I had never gotten before. And I got the dark chocolate and it was really good. So props to them. Third place, dark chocolate. It is all gone now. And if you watch my Instagram stories, what I got from Ikea was a picture that I had to, it was like a canvas picture thing that I had to put the poster together for, or the, the frame together for. And I did it. But I documented it on Instagram stories one night. And it was so funny because the first one, man, it's not even up anymore. I'll show you the picture at least. This is the consolation prize because I'm talking about this and you can't even go back and look at it. And I was like, I'm about to do this. I was super excited. And then like within seconds, I'm taking the things out of the box and I cut myself because they're like steel poles and I just like kind of throw them and I'm sitting on the floor and I just like one gets me perfectly right across the leg. And I was like, Okay, update. I hadn't put anything together. I was already bleeding. And I'm like, Monica, 
get it together. This is like user error, but that was fun. So check out the show notes for all share some bullet points on how to speak the truth in love. And I will put the phone number for the run it repeat voicemail. Again, it's 562-888-1644. And if you have anything to add, you can add it on Facebook. Well, run it repeat Facebook. I, I won't see it randomly on your timeline potentially. Um, or Instagram, or leave it in the show notes at runnyrepeat.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great run. Thank you for listening to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. For more information, check out runeatrepeat.com.